listening to the Crude Audacity Podcast, the podcast that talks shop, shit, and strategy for oil, energy, and politics. Here's your host, Catherine Mills. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Crude Audacity Podcast, the podcast that talks shop, shit, and strategy for oil, energy, and politics. Folks, today, again, thanks for tuning in, but let's just start off with a spoiler alert. Today, I have nothing, absolutely nothing, good to say in light of yesterday's events. It's bleak, and this is a hard topic to address for anyone. I'm sure most of you are aware, yesterday a shooting happened out in Boulder, Colorado, which is about an hour north of me at a local King Supers. And King Supers is our equivalent of Kroger, for those that do not know. So it's a local grocery store. And basically, after school, a man walked into the grocery store and, as described by witnesses, simply opened fire. As a result, 10 lives were lost. One of those 10 included Officer Eric Talley. He was a first responder to the scene and quite obviously ran into danger without any consideration for himself. He wore the uniform, he took the oath to serve his community, and he did just that. As of now, the motive is still unknown. As many of you probably already can suspect, I am a gun rights advocate. I'm an enthusiast. I was raised around guns. Uh, I hunt every year. Actually, my mother and my grandmother are considered some of the best shots in Mississippi to the point where they have actually been asked to be snipers. And that's a little terrifying. But most importantly, I was taught that from a very early age, you are to respect weapons from hunter safety courses to gun safety courses and everything in between. These are all things that I am proud of and working with my family to pass these traditions and education down to our younger generations. Having the right and privilege to own and operate weapons for sport or protection is one of the primary distinctions in the United States of America. Our founding fathers knew that leaving this level of control back in the hands of the citizens would leave the power of the country exactly where it belongs. The United States is for the people and not for these self-proclaimed dictators that we currently see in office. And this is exactly why we fought the war, to free ourselves from big government, from the reach of those that seek power. Thus, we have gun rights in this country. Now, in all truth, I do not really care about the other side of the argument any longer. I don't care if you agree with gun rights. I don't care if you like guns. I don't care if you're anti-gun. Because inevitably, what fails and why I've stopped caring about the other side of this argument is that it is intentionally uneducated and grossly ignorant statements are made for the point of the other side of the argument just to remove guns. They will say and do anything. And if you are not willing to speak in facts, then you are not worthy of the conversation, quite frankly. And we are seeing this already start happening as a result of yesterday's shooting. The media is gearing up a narrative so that when Joe Biden or one of his body doubles, I'll leave that right there, 
when they decide to make some sort of tear-jerking call to Congress, statement to the American people, and use the emotions of the people to push forth the gun control narrative even further and extremely further than it has been. He wants that vote on his side. Not that that matters. He's done about 56 executive orders, so he's going to do what he wants no matter what, which is terrifying in and of itself. But Biden has been a part of the anti-gun chatter for most of the new voters' lives. But if you look back on his record, he used to be very pro-gun. In fact, I bet you he owns a few. No, it really wasn't until Obama stepped in that Joe became anti-gun. And let's just say the gun topic for Joe was rebranded into one of his primary responsibilities as vice president. And since he has made statements recently that he consults with Obama a couple times a week on international matters as president, (laughs) we're back to gun control. Here is the problem with everything. Bad policy is not the answer to reduce shootings. Mass shootings, individual shootings, bad policy will not control that. We've seen that throughout history, okay? We've seen that throughout recent history. The primary reason is because those who force policy, introduce policy, call for policy, are typically the most uneducated on the topic. Look what's happening here in Colorado for the oil and gas community. The debates on production and responsibility are being primarily managed by lawyers and by the COGCC who feel that they have been given an by any means necessary right to kill the oil and gas community for the sake of the general public, of which oil and gas community is part is primarily part of the general public. But yeah, so this whole by any means necessary mentality is where it comes from. Look at what AOC is trying to do for the Green Dream. The most uneducated push the policy, and the same holds true for gun rights. In fact, I don't really care if you believe it or not because it is a fact. (laughs) I don't care what your emotions say. Those killed by mass shootings are on the decline and have been on the decline for years. That is a good thing. I do not minimize the destruction caused by them, but at least somewhere the number is declining. The reality is, is that Joe is hearkening back to those 1994 measures that called for assault weapon bans. The result was, is that absolutely nothing came of it. It did not reduce shootings. It did not reduce gun control. Uh, Gun control measures did not minimize destruction happening by those who seek to cause destruction. And absolutely nothing has ever been accomplished by gun control measures across any country, Australia, Norway, Uh, Japan, anything, when it happens, it happens. And nowhere in the world is free from gun violence. The difference is that we as United States citizens have the right to protect ourselves. There's no such thing as a safe space. But regardless, the most current event, that being the Boulder shooting at King Supers, is already, again, being used to push a narrative. Never waste a good crisis. Never give it a 24-hour period to set in. Never never wait for all families to be notified. No, let's get the narrative out there so that old Joey has something to talk about that isn't one of his other pending failures or another executive order. Now, I have seen in reports, and I haven't seen it confirmed, but I've only seen it 
anonymously suggested that the gun in question was an AR-15. Ladies and gentlemen, AR does not stand for assault rifle. In fact, there is no such thing as an assault rifle. The reality is, is that any gun can be made to look scary and fill the idea of what an assault weapon looks like. That being the case, because evidence is slowly coming out, I, I would err on the side of caution on this one. Don't be someone that needs to retract there. Let's listen to the details. Let's see as they come out. We're seeing it slowly but surely. But again, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. In fact, any weapon, literally any weapon from a stick to a stone can be used in the avenue of assault. I was actually listening to one of my murder podcasts the other day, and it was describing a scene where a prisoner took a plastic spoon, broke off the end of it, and shoved it in another inmate's ear. That, ladies and gentlemen, we should ban all spoons because that is an assault weapon. And that's exactly what it was. The reality is, is that every argument against guns is fundamentally flawed because one, it is a constitutional right and that is not changing. And two, it is not the utility device, but the human utilizing the utility device that is the threat. All right. You chose to remove the safety and pull the trigger. That was a human choice. It's not an accidental gun discharge. Mass shootings have been in existence for generations, and it's unfortunate. And I was I was actually trying to understand how they have evolved across each presidency, trying to look for some trends there. I know a lot of people track it. I was also looking for deaths, all right? And the data is a little odd, okay? It's presented very oddly, which tells me that they're lying with statistics. Depending on where you go, it could be presented as an average, which is like the primary way to lie, <laughs> or only four or more or three or more considered mass shootings before they, before they actually get the title. And I was sort of thinking about it, like, why four, right? Why do we need to worry about four? Well, we have some cities that are riddled with crime. Chicago being one of the best examples. Everyone harkens back to it because it has some of the most stringent gun laws and they have done nothing for the city. As you get less, like two or three, maybe, you, you start opening up racial profiling or a different narrative behind racial profiling for mass shootings. So setting it at four is a way to protect the narrative to quote unquote lie with statistics. That's not to say that it's heavily Democratic or it's heavily Republican, what have you, but some of the deadliest shootings did happen under the Trump administration. Let's look at Las Vegas and, oh my God, that, that topic fell off the map so quickly. Huge, huge conspiracy theories. If someone actually has some data and has been able to dig into it and follow the progress of that shooting and the the police work that was done behind it, please send me a message and give me more details or point me in a direction because I just remember it being so clouded and doubt and cover up that really what the media wanted us to do, what the narrative needed us to do was to drop it immediately. And I, I still think that's incredibly odd. There isn't a good answer for how it fluctuates between 
administrations. What was notable, though, was that Obama, when he came into office, everything spiked. I mean, there's no denying that. Everything went high over the hundreds for the full term. That is probably the only solid piece of evidence that I was able to say, yes, I can confirm that one. And now we see with Biden that we have had, did you realize, seven shootings in the last seven days. And all of a sudden the gun narrative pops back up and you think that people are crazy because they're saying there might be some correlation here. I think it's a very good question to ask and to eliminate and that's what you want to do. You don't want there to be some sort of mass shooting spree across the United States in order to push policy, right? You want people to just be crazy and the topic needs to be addressed. But yes, in the last seven days, Biden has already had what constitutes four or more deaths for mass shootings. In my opinion, what has changed, now regardless of administration, nobody else is to blame for someone's decision to pull the trigger, but what has changed is the basic value of human life, the value that we put on our neighbors, that one man puts on another. As a society, the morals and fundamental principles have disintegrated to the point of can we even return to a point where we value our fellow man? Can we get back to valuing the lives of our neighbors? And the answer is I am not sure. I, we might be too far gone. No, what actually does come into question for me are, are two elements, okay? The first is that of the police, and the second is of mental health. Now, there have been huge, consistent, and relentless pushes by the Democrats to remove and reduce police funding, presence, and basic protections in order to satisfy the calls by Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. And we're still seeing riots happening today across multiple cities out in the West. Are all cops perfect citizens who fully serve and honor the badge that they adorn? No. We know that. However, the Democrats would have you believe that a few sour eggs represent the entire group. We have seen throughout history, nurses and doctors who torture and kill vulnerable patients. Does that prevent you from going to the hospital when you are in some sort of need? No, it doesn't. So the same basic argument is here. A few sour eggs does not represent the group. Yes, those eggs need to be weeded out, they need to be addressed, and they need to be prosecuted, but we still need the police and we need to look at them as protectors of the peace. Yesterday at King Supers, one officer gave his life to save others. A good guy with a gun went into an active shooter scene, probably scared out of his mind. Do you realize that he had seven children? All of that aside, he went in there to fight a bad guy with a gun. That is amazing. And by all accounts, that was just the kind of person he was. He was a good guy with a gun. The Democrats have spent the majority of two years and, of course, all of the election cycle proclaiming that cops are evil and out-of-control forces plagued by white supremacy and do nothing but look at minorities to shoot and kill. That's what they do for like 90% of the day is they just drive around and look for some minority individual to just pop off. I mean, let that sink in. Let that narrative by the left sink in. When in reality... We saw a good guy with a gun dressed in a blue uniform charge headfirst to save others, and he gave his life for it. 
let that sink in. It's heartbreaking. And my heart goes out to that family and all of those affected. There's nothing anybody can say or do to change it. All right, y'all, I am going to take a minute and tell you about my company, Crude Media Inc. Crude Media is the creative agency dedicated to building marketing strategies based off of quantifiable data. Now, I know that many of us are looking for our next opportunity, looking to build our existing business unit, or heck, looking to build a personal brand within our industry. Did you know that a well-executed marketing strategy is one of the most crucial elements to successful growth? But here's the dirty little secret. You need a strategy based on data. And it's true. Partnering with the right strategist not only helps you build your footprint and generate new leads, but they can help you identify areas of opportunity within your existing plan so that you can continue to build lines of revenue and exceed your goals. If you are ready to turn your ideas into energy, connect with us at Crude Media Inc. Check us out on Facebook today. I was looking at some tweets from yesterday just as they come across, and I feel there are some things to clear up about Boulder in general. Boulder, I'm not a fan. Let me just, this is not a good review of Boulder. (laughs) Boulder is about as far left as you can get. This is basically where the morons from California who bring their failed policies and vote them back into office, they do that up in Boulder. This is where they try to land. It is overpriced. It is overly rich, self-proclaimed elites. It is dramatic and it is deep, deep blue. Does not represent the whole of Colorado by any stretch of the imagination. And yet they have unyielding power, according to them. Anything based in capitalism, moderate values, anything conservative value, that they go to die. Those values go to die in Boulder, Colorado. So as you can tell from my description, It is basically a self-serving, self-proclaimed elite left hangout. And that's the truth of it. It is where science, in fact, evaporate unless there is some narrative that can be spun to Boulder's favor. All right. Those that control Boulder do their best to control Colorado, misrepresent as long as it fits the narrative. So naturally, a shooting happening in Boulder in this blue bubble will immediately trigger every far-left lunatic in office or worse. And and now they think this is leverage, right? Never waste a good crisis. Saki tweeted yesterday, the president has been briefed and his team is paying close attention to the developing events. Hmm, really? I think we all already know that that is a lie. She is known as lying Saki for a reason. She tweeted this at 6.19 p.m., all right? We know by all accounts that Biden is barely a 9-to-5 president, if he even shows up that day at all. That is embarrassing. So immediately disregard anything, any statement that Saki is making about Biden's briefing on the issues. He probably didn't know about it until the next morning, and it was probably at his house. Lying Saki. Jared Polis jumped in, Colorado's governor. (laughs) A Boulder brat. He jumped in to say that he was saddened by the events in Boulder. Okay. Polis was saddened. I understand the tweet. It's very neutral. Very political. Don't forget that he and his gang of four are directly responsible for the downfall of a thriving and prosperous Colorado. And all he can say is that he is saddened. 
Jared Polis is a pathetic do-nothing who is still pissed off that no one wanted to play with him and his slimy ass when he was in elementary school. Those are pathetic and empty words. Even his press conferences have been pathetic and empty. So next, no one has time for your political empty bullshit. Ten people lost their lives yesterday, and allegedly, the gunman was photographed walking out of the store with what appears to be a gunshot to the leg. And I've got to say, if it were me, I would let him die. I am not apologizing for saying that. I understand it's controversial. But as a responsible gun owner and an American citizen, I commend those police officers for showing a strength beyond basic comprehension. Because if it were me and one of my fellow officers was killed and nine others were killed for seemingly no other reason than this guy just felt like shooting up a grocery store... I would have let him die. And you know what? There's some big arteries that run through the leg, and he could have just bled out in a few minutes. And instead, they walked him and took him to the, the hospital. I commend those officers for their strength. Yes, as we know, the shooter has been identified. I will not be saying his name. But for those out there saying that if it were a man of color, if it were a minority, he'd be dead. This guy appears to be Middle Eastern. His name seems pretty Middle Eastern. So let's just shut that stupid argument down right now. Get off it. No, I think the primary issue that needs to be addressed after any shooting is the question of mental health. I have seen statements on Facebook that this is obviously the result of being on lockdown for a full year and no options and fluctuating financials and do we have a job and, you know, all the other festering difficulties. And I, I got to be honest, I'm not sure I agree with that. Not fully, at least. Now, do you know or realize that the lockdown period was probably the most inactive for what would be classified as mass shootings in over a decade? That That's pretty good, right? But there are a number of reasons why that statement could be true, and there are a number of reasons why that statement could be false. I, I personally am no longer willing to use COVID as an excuse for anything. Moving on. Next. I'm done with it. Dig deeper. Do better. COVID is not a way to excuse any sort of violence. However, if you choose to make the argument that mass shootings were down because people were not allowed to congregate, mm, we did have like tons of riots prove that argument a bit differently, but uh, okay, I'll, I'll entertain it. Mass shootings were down because people were essentially locked away. Sure. Okay. I don't think that that makes it a good thing. I don't think that makes it any better. I think they were just locked away. So moving on. I am now of the opinion that pushing anything in regards to gun control as a response to mass shootings is a distraction tactic. It's like killing the mule but leaving the drug dealer alive to continue to distribute. Mental health is consistently the culprit for many of these killings. Not all of them, but many of them, there is something severely wrong. The degree of mental health varies, though. And that presents a very sticky topic. Because what degree of mental health justifies some sort of community or medical intervention to reduce one's constitutional rights? So we don't address it. We don't have to address compromised mental health if we simply take away weapons, right? That is the way around it. So in turn, we kill the mule, not the drug lord. But let me point out again, 
Chicago. How many have died so far this year? The answer is 116. 116 have already been shot in Chicago. That might not be happening every night, but that, ladies and gentlemen, is a mass killing. Why isn't that making the news more often? Why aren't the deaths in Baltimore, Chicago, and cities like them making the news more often? Just because it falls under four and you don't want to do some racial profiling? You notice that mass killings are the justification for the poor policy of gun control and confiscation and list building, but never places like Chicago or, again, the other cities. Nope. That, that, ladies and gentlemen, would be racial profiling and gang discrimination. No, we don't want those problems, right? We just want white supremacy. So let's unify. Let's make everyone equal. Let's just stick to four more. <laughs> It is heartbreaking this morning watching victims slowly be identified. Again, 10. 10 were killed. And I, like the rest of the community, feel so bad for the grief that these families have to go to. Nothing anyone can say will ever make up for the loss of a loved one. And it doesn't go away. The shock does not go away. You just learn how to live with it. Not one person thinks this is normal, thinks this is something that should be normalized, justified, or move on. Now, as a conservative and those listening, I understand that many will say that, because what else can they say? What else do they say? That if I am not affected by the shooting, if I do not see the shooting as the justification for gun control or list building or anything along those lines, I am an evil, crazy, monster, uneducated, racist. And these these are like the three things they constantly say. That's like their three arguments. It is the approved talk track of the left which is why no one cares anymore. You know, let me ask you this. Why would anyone, just because I don't agree with you, but why would anyone think that what happened yesterday was okay? No one does. In fact, everyone is in shock and outraged by it. Why are those arguments, why are those the arguments that you choose to use? Because I don't agree with you? It is exhausting that the left repeatedly utilizes these factors when they are not agreed with, when the data doesn't prove in their favor, you, you must be a bigot or uneducated because how dare you not play into my dramatics? How dare you not support my opinion? Let me clear it up for you. No one thinks it's normal. No one thinks it's okay. But educated gun owners understand that bad policy does not protect anybody. No one is saying that an event like this should be ignored. But I'm not going to agree to bad policy because you're having a hissy fit. In all honesty, one of the best qualities that anyone can have is to remove themselves emotionally from the situation, to take a step back, to not play in the, into the hysteria. Take a beat. Figure out the facts. Okay? Wait for it to come out. I do not believe that any shooting, any shooting, I don't care if it's four or more, any shooting is justification for list or gun confiscation. But I also believe that more emphasis should be put on the topic of mental health to better understand how to better mitigate as opposed to confiscate. The blame of shootings, any shooting, lies in the shooters themselves, not the administration, not healthcare professionals, nothing. No matter who the media tries to blame, push it back on, what spin, oh, they got this rhetoric from one group or another, no. You chose to remove the safety, you chose to pull the trigger. I am only responsible for my own actions, and I think what we should be taking away from shootings like this, from these terrible, heart-wrenching situations, 
safe spaces do not work. They never did. A good guy with a gun is how you stop a bad guy with a gun. And we as a country need to address mental health. There needs to be some sort of conversation around that, no matter how sticky the topic. As we're wrapping up here, I I really want to emphasize that you follow this story closely. Understand the ins and outs. See what's being repeated, retracted. The political spins have already started. And the policy of never wasting a good crisis, it's just gross, okay? Remember that we have Kamala Harris doing weird tours around the U.S., Why is that happening? Is she trying to build up a fake approval rating because we have body doubles now for Joe Biden? We have a border crisis that Biden is putting gag orders on. There's no press allowed. He does not want you to know what's happening in these facilities because it goes against the narrative, right? And then we are still battling this ever-changing goalpost for COVID, And again, a Biden failure because he's got to lie about it in order to make himself look good. Now, this idea of gun control is very convenient for them. Tragic, but very convenient for them because in the next couple of weeks, that's going to be the bouncing ball that they want you to follow so you don't ask questions on the remaining. The nursing home scandal, the downfall and sacrifice of Andrew Cuomo, all of these things, all of these fundamentally foundational shaking things for the DNC, we cannot pay attention to, right? Be careful to do your homework and to search what is actually happening with gun control measures in the United States, because Joe has already made the call. Well, one of the Joes already made the call, but follow the story closely and do not lose sight of what they are using it to cover. It's just great timing, don't you think? And finally today, folks, I cannot stress this enough. If you see an officer today, please thank them for their time and service. The democratic narrative that we should defund the police and that all police are evil is false. It's not just fundamentally false. It's false through and through every branch, every line of that lie. They protect our communities. They make sacrifices. Many of us wouldn't be able to. They are choosing to protect us over them. A few bad eggs does not ruin the whole bunch. We, as citizens, really do have it very easy here in the United States. We're very lucky. We actually have to go out actively and find something that offends us. That's kind of amazing. And it's because of sacrifices like our military and our police and (laughs) the generations that came before us that we are able to live such cushy lives because it doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. So if you see an officer, please thank them. I thank you. As always, please go on Apple and leave a five-star review. And please subscribe on YouTube. The more engagement we get, the stronger the conversation. And that is what we want. Because right now, our platform are our voices. And they cannot take that away. Again, I apologize for the grim topic. I know it's going to become more and more of a topic, especially as Joe pushes it. And we will cover it. But until next time, give them hell.